Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. It is absolutely necessary that we all get together, we work together, we respect each other, we like and love each other. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and internet history. I'm getting tired of people running from me in the ring. Mike Tyson, uh, Holyfield, you a bunch of bums. Stand up and be a man and fight a real fighter. Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Often imitated, but... Hardly duplicated, 37 make death, 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. I'm also a four-time Golden Gloves champion and award-winning boxing writer. So supposedly, allegedly, I'm supposed to know something about boxing. But guess what? The average fan I found found out always knows a little bit more. So I will open up the toll-free right here at the top of the hour just once. If you want to impart, you can. 1-800-878-7529. That's one 800 878-7529. That's the studio line. Of course, you want to text us here in the studio. That number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Of course, Randy, Manny Pacquiao, eight days now in the rearview mirror. Should he retire? Yes, he should retire. He's 42 years old. He got licked like a stamp. Of course, UD Ergus, give him his props for UD Ugas. Give him his props for winning that fight. But the bottom line is, he's never going to end up in the Boxing Hall of Fame. Manny Pacquiao is, no doubt about it. Now, about Manny Pacquiao being great, the greatest of all time, the second greatest of all time, all that kind of good stuff, I will just say this. As far as the non-boxing end of boxing is concerned, he was the greatest ambassador of goodwill since Muhammad Ali. Without a doubt, Manny Pacquiao deserves that, deserves that title. Now, the greatest fighter of all time? Mm, I don't think so, because a lot of guys he beat were, like, way, way over the hill. And, of course... Manny Pacquiao was always suspected that he was taking Flintstone vitamins. You know what those are. Anabolic steroids. You are tuned, suspected. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it in WBC Boxing TV. Place to place. Never knowing just what to do. But I'm not lonely Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. You've been putting back a few. And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but 
Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. It's back to school time, so here's a lesson in big wireless hype. Flashy phone sales usually don't add up to actual savings. Graduate to Straight Talk Wireless. You can keep your phone, number, and 5G network. And for a limited time, get double the data for just $35 a month, all on America's best 5G networks. Keep your phone, lower your bill. It's a no-brainer. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and Straight Talk KYOP kit. Double data ends 10 21 Standard 5 gigabyte high-speed data on $35 plans redeemed thereafter. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Hard as hustle, anything is boxing, though. I don't know what you do for a living, but pretty sure ain't nobody punching you all in your eyes. I watched one fight, Roy Jones got hit so hard, my TV moved. He was asleep like he got knocked out of the club. The ref was like 241, 242. Roy was snoring. He was really knocked out. He was laying there so long, they had to start another fight. Roy was still there. It's a great earthquake, courtesy of uh, HBO, of course, home box office. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking through the world of 
Boxing and MMA. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, this is hour number one of two. Coming to you live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and of course, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. That is the live stream as we go. Vive TV is taking a delayed stream on this show, so the bottom line is we're rocking and rolling all over the planet. Welcome to the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Well, guess what? Tonight's showtime goes with Jake Paul. Now, who is Jake Paul? Jake Paul reminds me of a of a boxing hillbilly. I mean, he just does. He just can't do a whole lot. I mean, his abilities aren't really world-class or anything like that, but through the world of music and hip-hop and gangsters and all this kind of good stuff, and he's a white guy, believe it or not. He's 3-0 with three knockouts for the three guys he's knocked out. Well, the bottom line is Scott Cuddy's better than all three of those guys. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, he seems to be attracting new fans of sport of boxing. So if he can do that, more power to him. I mean, I got no knock on that. I really don't. Do I think it's crazy he's making all this kind of money? No. You can make what you can make. If you can charge somebody $135 an hour, go out and charge them $135 an hour and feel confident in doing so if you can do a good job. Evidently, Showtime's happy because Steven Espinoza, of course, the VP, the guy that's in charge of programming Showtime, the guy that told me one time that MMA drew more Mexicans, per se, than boxing. I said, What? He goes, yeah, no, no, per cap, uh, percentage-wise. In other words, there were less people, less people watching the Showtime. I think they had Bellator uh, at that point in time on Showtime. But there were less people watching MMA uh, and generally, but there were more Hispanics watching MMA than there were uh, watching boxing. In other words, the more, more, the more numbers were in boxing, but the greater percentage was watching MMA. So Stephen Espinosa took note of that. And, of course, he tried to do the MMA thing. He's trying to do things with, show, with Bellator and things like that in a couple of international fight leagues. He's tried all kinds of different deals. Nothing seems to be going in the world of mixed martial arts. So he's turned to gimmick fights. And this gimmick fight, and if it keeps, you know, help keep Showtime around, more power to Showtime. Because when HBO left, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, of course, HBO's greatest is coming up in about 40 minutes past the hour. That's right. The Godfather, H, retired HBO Godfather, Larry Merchant, of course. Um, he will be here discussing HBO's greatest hits, the greatest hits of Larry's greatest hits. Of course, Larry's with them from, I think, from 1978 to 2012. That's a long, long time. Of course, the retired HBO Godfather has had some laryngitis and a cold and all kinds of issues. That's why he hasn't appeared live, but we'll talk about that a little bit later, of course, on today's show. Once again, our text line is hot and happening. I see a couple texts coming in right now. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. A real legit fighter on this Jake Paul card. Oh, who's Jake Paul going to fight? Tyrone Woodley. Tyrone Woodley is a former UFC champion. Um, decent hands. I mean, he's got decent hands. Some of these, some of these MMA guys have no hands. I mean, none, none. Okay, but he's got some hands. Got some decent hands. I don't know if it's enough to uh, to uh, to outbox Jake Paul because you know we don't know what Jake Paul really is. Jake Paul is an unknown commodity. Jake Paul. Uh, if I call him a freak show, Stephen Espinosa will get pissed off and call me on the phone. So I won't call him a freak show. But that's what I think basically he is. Okay, if he was fighting legit guys, he'd be legit. But you no, know, he's fighting karate guys and MMA guys. Anyway, Tyrone Wood, last guy he fought, last guy he fought was Ben Askren. He knocked out Ben Askren quicker than Jorge Masvidal did. Masvidal knocked out Jorge, knocked out uh, Ben Askren, I think, in, in eight or nine seconds. This guy knocked him out even faster. Anyway, bottom line is, it was no contest. It was just bang. It was all over. Bottom, bottom line is, Ben Askren can't take a punch. Ben Askren doesn't belong in boxing, okay? Now, Tyrone Woodley may be a different breed. Am I trying to say this will be competitive? 
I don't know, but it might be entertaining. Of course, the co-feature on the co- the co-feature features one of the best fighters pound for pound in the world of women's boxing, maybe historically. I'm talking about the one speeding Amanda Serrano from the East Coast, of course, of Puerto Rican descent. She's got the WBC and the WBO 126 pound title, I believe, and she's defending that on the undercard of Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley. Listen, this girl's the real deal. She can fight. The bottom line is, there's not the, 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 there's not a whole lot of girls for her to fight. In other words, you know, when you're superior at one, like like Francis Ngannou in the UFC, I think he's a UFC heavyweight champion, and nobody can compete with him. I think that nobody compete with Amanda, nobody can compete with Amanda Serrano at 126 pounds. She's just that good. I mean, she's really that good. So the bottom line is, at the end of the day, we expect her to be still anointed come tomorrow or the next day, the pound-for-pound pound queen of all women's boxing. Of course, Clarissa Shields, the WBC champion, I believe that, uh, junior middleweight or middleweight, she has a claim to that as well. Of course, she's also done some MMA. In fact, both these girls are doing MMA and boxing, both Clarissa Shields and, um, I mean, I mean, listen, when I saw Amanda Serrano, like, go out there and take this girl apart real quick, I said to myself, whoa, Amanda can fight a little bit outside of boxing. Of course, Holly Holmes started all this kind of stuff when she trans, when she made the, cro- tra- the crossover from boxing to MMA, of course, and then beat Ronda Rousey. But Amanda Serrano, she knocks some girl out in the blink of an eye, and then Clarissa Shields, Clarissa Shields, you got to Clarissa's got a big mouth. I mean, a huge mouth. Okay, She talks a lot of smack, but for the most part, she's been able to back it up. I mean, she's not the most entertaining fighter in the world in a lot of her fights, but in that MMA fight that she had, she was almost guillotined or choked out in the first round, and she fought through that. She fought through that, and she came back and won. So the bottom line is i got to give her some props, even though I don't think like her as a boxer. At the end of the day, I guess she sells a few tickets. And, you know, she is a WBC champion. She's, like, I got like nine different belts, I think, right now. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, is she's talented. She just doesn't appeal to me. So it's Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley. Of course, the um, the David Benavides fight versus Jose Uzakal, that was canceled. It was supposed to be last night. Of course, they canceled that for some reason other, other rela- uh, related to COVID. Of course, COVID is still rocking the entire world again. Of course, a lot of people are just ignoring COVID. I've got a friend of mine right now that's in Kaiser Hospital in San Francisco, and I begged him. I begged him to go get the vaccine. I Look at me. Listen to me, folks. I begged him. His name is Bobby. I begged him to go get the vaccine. He kept telling me he wasn't going to get it. He didn't need it, this and that. Right now, he has oxygen in Kaiser Hospital here in San Francisco. And this guy, I mean, I've known a couple of people longer, but he's probably... The, uh, probably the most responsible person that I've known in my entire life, as far as outside of a relative, Bobby Antonelli, and he's in the hospital. So, and that, if that ain't enough, I'll, I'll end it on this one. My little vaccine quip here. Um, two people I know, George's sisters. I'll just leave it to you like that. I grew up with George and went to elementary school together. Anyway, George's sisters both refused the vaccine. Okay, one of them retired from a job in the city and county of San Francisco because she didn't want to take the vaccine. Well, guess what? Two weeks later, dead. The other one, sick. What am I trying to tell you? If you're unvaccinated, you're running the risk of being seriously ill. Don't do it. It's better taking the vaccination. And, of course, I think it's the fact that why am I so pro-vaccine? Vaccine? Because I, I, I study U.S. history. In 1918, there was a flu that called the Spanish flu. And what was more heavier than the 1918 flu was the 1920 flu is when it came back the second wave. Of course, America brought this flu to Europe during the war, and then they brought it back from Europe. When I try to explain that to people, they don't understand, but... And the eighth or the ninth grade, they gave me this task 
uh, in history class to study the Spanish America, Spanish flu. So I stand and study the Spanish flu. So that's how I sort of got hip on vaccines and vaccinations and that kind of good stuff. And of course, we all took vaccinations when we came into the planet. We take polio vaccines and measles vaccines. And I take a flu vaccine. I never thought about taking a flu vaccine until about four or five years ago, but I haven't got the flu since. And I'm feeling pretty good. You know, speaking of Larry Merchant, 90 years old now, he's been taking vaccines since the 1930s. What am I trying to tell you? Vaccines ain't killing nobody. Viruses are. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free no-commitment text line. You can text me, 415 275 1613. The text line once again, 415-275-1613. You people on Veeb TV, what's happening? This is Ring Talk. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? 
You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. This is Armed and Extremely Dangerous. This was my original theme song. Back in 1984, when we first hit the air, this was it. Armed and Extremely Dangerous by Third Choice. Boy, do I thank those ladies for the memories. No doubt about that. Speaking of memories, it was September 21st, 1985. My travel agent at the time was Barbara Martinez. She was related to Hector Martinez. Of course, Hector and I are going to be doing a series on this show, uh, on this network called Hector and I, or Hector and Me. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Barbara Martinez, I need to go see... Uh, Michael Spinks and Larry Holmes are going to fight uh, the 21st of, uh, of September, I believe, 1985, down there at the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I've got tickets and all this kind of good stuff with, the, I mean, credentials and I got all the stuff going on. But the bottom line is I didn't make any travel plans. So, you know, I sort of like at the last minute, so I called my travel agent, Barbara Martinez. Again, she was related, was related to Hector and the family at that point in time. So I told her, look, I need to go to Vegas. I need to go for this fight, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it costs me, I'm going. So she said, okay. So she books me on some flight, and I go down there, and I'm going to this hotel, and she books me to this hotel called the Polynesian Hotel. Now, the Polynesian Hotel sounds like it's a Polynesian hotel. Maybe there's a Samoan or Hawaiian atmosphere or something like that going on. So, hey, you know, no big thing. I don't give a smile. Anyway, I'm going there for the fight. I'm going in. I'm going out. I'll be there like 15, 16, 18 hours max, right? So anyway, so um, go, I get in the cab, and I tell the cab driver, um, yeah, I want to go to the Polynesian Hotel, and he looks back at me. What's up with that? So he looks back at me. I don't realize what's going on yet. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea that something's amiss. So I get to the hotel, and I get to the hotel, and this really gay dude is a bail guy, the bell bap, the bell boy, okay? And he opens the door to my cabin. Welcome to the Polynesian. That's kind of good stuff. So I sort of got the idea that maybe, maybe something was amiss here, okay? Uh, maybe something was amiss here. So this guy checks me in, and I go into the hotel, and there's another obviously gay guy behind the desk working the desk, the front desk. So I'm coming to the conclusion here that Barbara Martinez has booked me into a gay hotel. Okay, now I'm not homophobic or anything like that. I mean, you say two, I see two gay guys going down the street holding each other's hand. I say to myself, two more chicks for me. This is the way to look at it. Okay, so I'm not homophobic, this and that. But I'm a little uneasy here, just a little uneasy, even though I'm from San Francisco. So anyway, that's just it. So when they find out I'm from San Francisco, when these people, when the hotel guy that's checking me in finds out I'm from San Francisco, he starts like fluttering. He starts fluttering around. I couldn't believe he's fluttering. I'm like, oh, my God. So anyway, bottom line is. Uh, I got out of the hotel the next morning, like at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning. And when I came downstairs, the bellman, the same bellman was there. Didn't he work nights? And last night, guys working 24-hour shifts or something like that. So when he goes, Mr. Fernandez, have a nice trip home. And I was like, whoa. Anyway, bottom line is, it was a, um, 
wonderful weekend as far as uh, the fight was concerned. So Michael Spinks winning a 15-round unanimous decision over Larry Holmes. Of course, Larry going into that fight 48-0, trying to tie Rocky Marciano's record. Larry told me the worst he thought he could have got was a draw. Uh, it was a 15-round fight. Larry should have just stepped, stepped it up a little bit more. I mean, he let Spinks. Spinks is the most awkward and unordinary, I guess or, unordinary would be a good word to put it. He just does things weird. I mean, if you're supposed to throw lefts when you're supposed to throw lefts, he throws rights and he throws weird hooks and uppercuts. He's got shovel punches. I mean, Michael Spinks is a completely unorthodox fighter, even though he boxes from the orthodox side, meaning he's right-handed, okay? But he's very, very unorthodox. So he was given... My, uh, Larry Holmes, all kinds of fits. And, you know, Larry was getting old at that point in time. Larry's career, of course, he hadn't been fighting that much. He fought Carl the Truth. I mean, he fought Carl the Truth Williams, and some people thought that Larry shouldn't have got that fight. He knocked out David Bay, and David Bay was 14-0, but David Bay was one of those guys who never had a chance. Bone Crusher Smith went 12 rounds with Larry Smith. Larry, of course, Bone Crusher, <coughs> I call him Bone Hugger. Remember he had that fight with Mike Tyson, and he hugged him for 11 rounds. And then in the 12th round, he cracks Tyson and wobbles Tyson, got Tyson's, Tyson's knees to buckle. And had he only thrown a punch a little bit early, he might have done something. But James Bone Hugger Smith, the only college graduate to ever attain a heavyweight championship, I think he was a uh, University of North Carolina. I think it was, I forget what the degree was, but the bottom line is he does have a college degree, but he wasn't smart enough to uh, utilize it in boxing because the bottom line is he didn't last all that long. But that one chance he had to, that one, listen, when you're the opponent, I tell you guys this week in and week out, day in, every show, when you're the opponent, you're not supposed to win the fight. On paper, you're not supposed to win the fight. You have no chance of winning the fight. Now, you're not supposed to have a chance to win the fight. The promoter's picked against you. Yeah, all right. He he started he promoting the fight. He wants his guy to win. Okay, the the other manager, the maybe the boxing establishment, the boxing establishment could be against. You. I mean, the boxing establishment, they screwed Juan Manuel Marquez in that Manny Pacquiao trilogy. I mean, <clears throat> you're trying to tell me that he basically had to shoot Manny Pacquiao with a gun in order to win. That's how Juan Manuel Marquez won that third fight. He had to knock Manny Pacquiao into another time zone, another zip code. He just had to, or he wasn't going to win. I mean, he was going to win. I mean, those first two fights, man. A little shaky there. I think they called the second one a draw. The first one they gave to Pacquiao. I, I could probably argue that Marquez won maybe all three of those fights. And, of course, but the third fight, he was getting lit up like, like the White House Christmas tree. I mean, he was just getting tattooed. Manny Pacquiao was just kicking his you-know-what. And then Marquez came back with that beautiful right-hand counter, and it was all over. Manny Pacquiao, you can count to 40 that night. He wasn't getting up no way, no how. Bottom line is... One week ago, he takes on a guy that really can't punch all that much, and Udi Ugas. Udi Ugas, um, he's he's a um, he's a formidable fighter, no doubt about that. He has a Cuban pedigree. He's like a Hector calls him uh, professional amateurs. Anybody that's in the in the in the uh, Cuban ranks, anyway, he's won a few fights. He's lost a few fights. The bottom line is, he was a two to one underdog going into the last week's fight with Manny Pacquiao, but he had a wise guy in his corner, <clears throat> and that wise guy was Louis de Cubas. They call him the Cube, okay? Louis is um, a smart businessman, money-wise. He and Mike Acri, the late Mike Acri, of course, the guy that, guys that orchestrated the, the big comeback of, uh, of Roberto Duran. Of course, when Roberto came back and beat Iran Barkley for the world middleweight title in 1989. Anyway, they orchestrated that. They orchestrated the comeback of, of, of Roberto Duran. I mean, when I thought Roberto was done and they stick a fork in him, this and that, they got him in with Juan Manuel Jimenez or some Juan Jimenez down there, and he was ranked by the WBC, so that gave him a top 10 ranking. Once he got the top 10 ranking, he went in there and he beat Iran Barkley in, in Atlantic City. Was, of course, that was a fight where it was snowing that day, and like people were having a hard time getting from Philly 
to Atlantic City for the fight. And then the lady said to me, she goes, yeah, I don't know how you're going to get to Atlantic City. I said, what do you mean you don't know how I'm going to get to Atlantic City? What are you talking about? She goes, it's snowing. I was in the airport. I go, she goes, it's snowing. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'll just take the bus. She goes, no, no, the buses aren't allowed to go on the expressway. I said, why not? I said, well, what's going on? How am I going to get there? She goes, I don't know. So I went down to the rent-a-car place, and they had two cars left, and one of them was a four-wheel drive vehicle. So there I was barreling down the uh, Atlantic City Expressway in this four-wheel drive vehicle. I got to see the fight, of course, Roberto Duran knocking Iran Barkley down in the 11th round with the best four-punch combination the man has ever thrown in his entire life. And of course, I think he's had over, he had like 112, 115 fights. But that combination he threw against Barkley that night, Better than the right hand he threw against Davey Moore. Better than any punch he'd ever thrown in his life. That four-punch combination, of course, brought back Roberto, made Roberto champion once again. Of course, the WBC middleweight title holder. February 1989, Roberto Duran winning a 12-round unanimous knot over Iran. The Blade Barkley. Barkley was saving that fight. So Duran came back. Well, he stunned everybody that time. And, of course, and that wasn't the first time. In 82, uh, he was fi- considered finished when he was defeated by the late uh, Kirkland Lang, who died about a, two and a half months ago from the U.K., Kirk Lang smoked more weed than me. Just put it to you like that. Anyway, um, then, of course, you know, he, he hooked up with Pepino Cuevas. That was down there in L.A., and it was like a crossroads of, of former champions, this and that. It was getting down to the L.A. sports arena. All of L.A. was into this fight. I mean, they were. L.A. was there, no doubt about it. And of course, Durant stopped him in the fourth round after getting checked by a left hook in the third round. Durant got checked by Cuevas. Listen, I said to myself, how can anybody lose to Pepino Cuevas? And then I talked to people like Harold Weston, the former Madison Square Garden matchmaker. And Harold said to me, you don't get it. You don't get it, Pedro. You can outbox him, but somehow he finds a way to hit you. He, and when he hits you, it's all over. He broke Harold Weston's jaw. So I didn't think, I, Pino Gravis and me, I, I just never thought he was all that much, but he could punch. And in the third round, bam, he hit Roberto so hard, Roberto shook. Just a little bit. And then he looked at him like, MF, you in trouble now. And he went back and he just, he just, he annihilated Pepino at that point in time. But the Pepino Cuevas, of course, fight catapulted him to the Davy Moore fight, June of 1983. I think it was his birthday. In fact, in 1983, when Roberto fought, uh, uh, Davy Moore, of course, Madison Square, uh, Madison Square Garden, the garden was sold out. Everybody was expecting Moore to do the op, do what was, you know, was likely. I mean, Davy Moore was a younger guy. It was unbeaten. And I'll never forget the disrespect that Davy Moore showed Roberto Duran before the fight. I'll never forget this. And guess what? Davy Moore will never forget it either. And I'll tell you, because they're about to ring the bell and they got the two guys in the corner, okay? And Davy Moore looks over at Duran and he looks down like this, like, it's down like man you, like you're, you're about to go down this day and that wasn't the way it went down of course that second round when roberto caught him they both threw right hands in the second round guess what you better beat roberto to the punch because if he catches you with that right hand he may be a lightweight but he can crack and he cracked davy moore and of course that changed the entire fight stopped davy moore i think in the in the eighth round of course the referee was <laughs> ernesto mcgonia should have been arrested for impersonating a professional referee that night because he had no physical regard no no no, uh, he's supposed to be a foster parent. When you're in the referee, when you're a referee, you're sort of like the guardian of the fighters, okay? And he was a guardian of Davy Moore that night, and he can't let Davy Moore take more and more of an ass whoop. But I kept saying to myself, we're at the L.A. Main Street Theater down there in L.A. Stop it, stop it, you know, because you, you can just see it. There's no sense in this going on. But Ernesto Magana let it go on to the point where I think Davy Moore's corner almost had to stop the fight. And the fact that they didn't stop the fight earlier is an indictment of them. Of course, Davy Moore, one of the few guys I know that got run over by his own car. Yeah, that's what happened to him. He was working on his car in the driveway, and somehow the car slipped out of gear and ran him over and killed him. Now, either he's the dumbest guy in the world, he's the most unluckiest guy in the world. Take your choice. 
You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. After the break, I'll introduce it, but we'll spend some time with the HBO Godfather going back in time and looking at Larry's Greatest Hits. Larry Merchant's Greatest Hits coming up on Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WEC TV. season and you're ready to go all out so you ordered the essentials to make game day a success like a jersey a power recliner and a bigger screen and you used your bank of america customized cash rewards credit card choosing to earn three percent cash back on online shopping rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration an air horn apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding copyright 2021 bank of america corporation 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month and no contract. Plus, get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. 
more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Go put your cut on, honey. This is getting good. You are doing Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Yesterday, my current guest, Larry Merchant, told me he was being interviewed by somebody who was looking into the history of HBO. You know, you and I haven't talked about HBO. I mean, the fact that when HBO sort of retired and went off the air as far as boxing was concerned, that was a bit sad. But outside of that, we haven't talked really extensively about your time at HBO. What were what were the highlights and the lowlights? If you go through it, like from '78 on, right from '78 is when you started, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, you know, to me, there were just highlights and bigger highlights. Uh, whether it turned out well or not, if you're out there uh, uh, analyzing and telling stories and critiquing, um, there are some nights when you're you miss you miss the story. Mm-hmm. You, you miss the central um, story of the fight. That happens, and that's why, uh, just like you have three um, officials, and you hope that at least two of them get it get a result right, you have three announcers, or at least we did, and you hope that two of them got it right. And most usually we did, but there were yes, there were higher highlights. Um, you know, we covered so many great fights from um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Hearns and Hagler in the 80s and then the heavyweights in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, I, I always think of the um, my, my timeline regarding uh, Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and our experiences together and his leaving HBO because uh, he didn't particularly want me to announce his fights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, 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 I don't think of it in those terms. You know, what I think of is uh, one of the questions I'm often asked is what my, what, what my best interviews were. Mm-hmm. And uh, most people are thinking of the incident with Floyd Mayweather, but to me, not me. Uh, the, the Buster Douglas Mike Tyson uh, fight, which was of course this enormous upset, um, was some kind of uh, um, serious moment for me as a broadcaster. I had originally come from print journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, because Buster Douglas, after that fight, was so tied up emotionally, having won the heavyweight championship of the world, having maybe resolved some issues with his father, who was a a tough um, middleweight in his time, not a championship caliber fighter, but a tough guy, and uh, Buster was raised in his gym, and Buster wasn't exactly a tough guy, and um, he tried other sports and, until he came back to boxing. And then the fact that his mother had died a few weeks before. So all these entanglements, emotional history came to play, and when I went to interview Buster Douglas, he, he couldn't talk. He was so 
wound up emotionally. And I heard a voice in my head saying, this is show and tell, Larry. Just let's show this. We, we, we do these interviews in part to show who these uh, fighters are as human beings. Uh, we, we do these interviews to answer some questions and questions some answers. And uh, he couldn't talk. And he stepped back and his, his handlers took him and they were whispering to him, let's go back to the dressing room, let's go. And, but he wanted to tell a story and it took him maybe 20 or 30 seconds, which is a, a, a lifetime in television <laughs> seconds, to gather himself to tell the story he wanted to tell about the fight and what it all meant to him. To me, that was uh, my suddenly becoming a professional at this craft um, because I understood that the camera focusing on this guy who had just pulled off the upset of the century, or so we thought at the time, and all of his emotional cords being wrung, that was real television. It didn't need a question. But then he stepped forward and we talked about all of these things. And to me, that was a, a primal moment. And um, there were other lessons that I learned from what I did o o across the years. You know, when, um, when, when, I, when I think of, uh, of Buster Douglas, I think of I've seen Rockman and most recently Andy Ruiz, guys that pulled off this huge upset and then just couldn't handle it emotionally. Well, they couldn't handle it afterwards. Certainly Buster Douglas couldn't. He put on a hundred pounds, 15 pounds or so um, for his fight with Holyfield yeah. and didn't seem um, to care very much. And he didn't. He didn't love boxing. In that moment, because of his mom's death, because of his differences with his father and because he was fighting for the heavyweight championship, it was a way of redeeming his whole life. Um, and those are the stories we try to tell. Uh, um, but, yeah, you know, fighters are human beings, and, and some of them handle things differently than others. I have to re remind myself that uh, the guy I'm trying to interview was just just getting punched for, for an hour. So, uh, yeah, and, and just learning to do my homework before the events so that uh, I will have enough of information in my head to, uh, to feel that I could say certain things. I think it was 1982, and, and I always, I used to, Harold used to tell me this, the, the late Harold Letterman, your broadcast partner, of course, the, the, the HBO boxing judge, the, that voice, I mean, that voice, Harold's voice, well, Jim, bottom line is, Harold told me the best fight that he ever called, he thought, with you guys, was the Gomez-Pintor fight, Wilfredo Gomez and Lupe Pintor, back in 1982, of course, Pintor ascending from 118 pounds to 122 pounds, he had beaten the, the former uh, Bantamweight great Carlos Zarate at 118, moved up to 122, and Gomez just, I mean, they went, they went back and forth, Gomez finally won, but what a, what a, what a battle of wills. Yeah, and that was the next fight we did after the fight in, uh, 
in Miami. I'm trying to think of um, the, the names of the fighters. The uh, uh, they fought at least one re- rematch. Uh, the great fighter from uh, Nicaragua, Alexis Arguello, and Aaron Pryor. Right. I mean, how good was that? Um, and and uh, so we were in a run in those days of mm-hmm. having a lot of good, a lot of big fights, which sometimes means uh, uh, an outstanding fighter is is a mismatch, uh, is in a mismatch because there just aren't enough guys around uh, to compete with him, or. Uh, Two really good fighters just throwing down. Yeah. You know, we brought up Alexis Arguello there. Of course, death in 2009, 2008 is still questionable whether he shot himself or, he, or somebody killed him. He was so emotionally depressed that he came on his show and talked about death and things like that. And I tried to go down to Nicaragua and straighten him out, and he finally went into rehab and this and that. But both he and Pryor, both he and Pryor were smoking crack together in Miami. When he told me that story, I almost wanted to cry. He was telling me the story in Managua, Nicaragua, sitting in his backyard. And he goes, yeah, Aaron and I were smoking crack together in Miami. And I say to myself, How, what, what put you, what, what, what could send a man in that direction? You know, I just, I, I was just blown away by that. And, and our, Alexis was never the same, ever. He was, he was an emotionally tender man. And I think that first fight with Pryor just broke him for the rest of his life. Well, uh, listen, uh, how many tens of thousands of people are dying in America of opioids every year? Every day. Um, it, that may not be the same as trying to achieve a high. It's trying to avoid a low, and then getting so low you never return. But um, crack was a thing, and it affected all of society, and it shouldn't surprise us that some fighters were affected by it as well. Speaking of this opioid thing, I mean, the fact that you can get, that you were able to get these pills, I mean, they, they were willing to give them to me left and right. I never took a one in my life. I never took a one, but it, they gave me a couple of pain pills um, one time for uh, for my dentistry and for my back and this and that. And that's what they tell me. Just take this. Just take this. Godfather, man, it's, it, these are doctors pushing stuff on you, so you get the assumption that it's good. You know what I'm saying? And then you find out after a week you're hooked. Uh, well... You know, I've read many stories about uh, this phenomenon, and um, it's sad. It's happened to a lot of average people who have lost their jobs in the changing job market of modern times and have no place to go and are depressed because of how it can break up families. And they look to avoid the pain that they're experiencing. Um, I don't think the... I don't know that the government has done enough to limit that, but uh, obviously there are other solutions that uh, that prevail, but let's say you've lived in a, you know, in a, in a town in Ohio yeah. and it's had manufacturing there for generations and your family and friends are all there and suddenly 
Yeah, but jobs are gone. But Godfather, that doesn't that doesn't make you that doesn't that shouldn't turn you into a heroin addict. Anyway, say hello to the God Mama for me. It is January 12, thousand twenty. I love you, and we'll talk real soon. Keep the faith, Pedro. The Hall of Famer, the one, the only, the Godfather, the retired HBO Godfather, Larry Merchant in the house. Thank you so much, Godfather. This is Ring Talk live worldwide. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 That's 800-754-4531 I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Pull up some dust and sit down. Let's go back to 2001 just for a second. Of course, my man, Jay Edson, was a referee. He was a boxing judge. He was also the event coordinator for Bob Arum's Top Rank. So 
He was diagnosed with cancer, and one of his last shows he did was the Jesus Chavez Challenge of Floyd Mayweather for the 130-pound WBC crown here in San Francisco. Of course, Manny Pacquiao made his San Francisco debut on the same card. Anyway, so Jay came to town, and Jay was dying, and I knew he was dying. This was going to be his last event. He'd been my partner for years. I mean, he'd give me tickets. He used to give me tickets. He'd tell me, go out and sell these tickets. I'm serious. He'd give me 15 or 20 of Bob Arum's tickets. Hey, Bob, he's gone. He can't do nothing now. Anyway, he'd give me like 15 or 20 tickets. They'd all be like $200 tickets, right? He'd say, go out and make some money. So I'd go out there on the strip or wherever it was. I'd go out there and make myself a 1000 bucks. And this was all due to Jay Edson being my buddy. He was just the greatest guy in the entire world. But Jay's got some boxing, some baseball history in his background as well. In 1951... Um, he was a agent with a baseball team, and I think they were, who were the Major League Baseball. I can't remember what the exact team was. Anyway, the bottom line is he was with a Major League Baseball team, and he brought a midget to the ballpark. Now, he snuck this midget into the locker room. The reason why they brought this midget in, because, you know, baseball players are about five foot eight, five foot ten, somewhere. They're bigger guys, than, bigger today than they were then. But in 1951, say they were, you know, five ten, five eleven, right? So they brought in a midget. It was like three foot eleven. So obviously, when the pitcher threw four, four pitches to him, he couldn't get it between his knees and his chin. So therefore, four balls, he had to, he, Eddie Goodell walked and went to first base. Then they introduced the pinch runner. Of course, baseball jumped in the next day and sort of outlawed that. They never allowed that to happen again. Mr. Eddie Goodell was, was banned from baseball. But that was Jay Edson that snuck him into the ballpark that day, into the stadium. And how did he sneak him into the ballpark? In a duffel bag. He snuck him in in a duffel bag. He was wondering how, I mean, how do you sneak a live body, even though guy's only this big, how do you sneak a live body into a, how do you sneak a live body, body into a stadium? Huh? In a duffel bag. He did it in a duffel bag. Anyway, Jay, may he rest in peace. I'll never forget when he was here for that last event for the Mayweather fight. Of course, I sent him like four or five hundred. I think I spent about four hundred bucks in flowers. And I wanted, I told the uh, florist, I want you to decorate his entire room for him and his wife with nothing but flowers. They were making the most flowerful thing you can imagine in your life. So, so the guy says to me, he goes, four hundred bucks? Is that enough? That's what I told him. Is that enough? He said, yeah. I said, fine. And whatever you need to spend, whatever you need, I don't care what it costs. I want you to cover this entire room in flowers. The entire room is a suite. He said, okay. I said, man, you don't do it. I said, I'll never buy any flowers from you again. I had girlfriends at the time, so I was buying flowers all the time. So the guy wanted to keep my business. So anyway, takes the flowers to the, uh, to the, the Japanese hotel. I can't remember what his name, what his name is now here in the city by the bay. Of course, they were, it was a Japanese hotel that had the, uh, the club in the, they had a, a, a big nightclub in the basement. I can't remember right now. And it's killing me that I can't remember this. But they had a big club in the night, a big nightclub in the basement. But they were attracting only black audiences. And the Japanese people that owned the hotel, the Hotel Nico, the Hotel Nico here in San Francisco. But the whole, the black, the black audience and me and my brothers and all this kind of stuff dancing to Lenny Williams and can function and stuff like that. It didn't mix too well with the Japanese people that owned the hotel. Anyway, they ended up banning us. But that's where I had his room decorated. We sent them all kinds of weed, brownies, joints, pipes. You name it, Jay Edson had it all. Of course, Jay had told me um, when he, I guess a couple months later, he lasted about six or eight months later, six or eight months. But a few months later, he called me on the phone, and he again thanked me, he and his lovely wife. And when he passed on, his wife called me on the phone, and I thought that was very special. So I thought I would end this hour with Jay Edson. What a class act. I miss you, Jay. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a.k.a. WBC-TV, live and delayed on TV. Of course, catch us Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. 
on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, of course, the American Forces Network, and Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. No, 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 wait. I'm not done. Hour number two, forthcoming of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I'll bring in Bruce Lee, sparring partner, one of his good, friend, good friends, Leo Fong. That and more next after the news on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. USA Radio News with Jeremy Scott. The U.S. has targeted a vehicle carrying multiple suicide bombers from Afghanistan's Islamic State affiliate with an airstrike on Sunday. It's the second strike by the U.S. since the airport suicide bombing that killed 180 people. A strike on Saturday killed an Islamic State member believed to be involved in planning attacks against the U.S. in Kabul. The attacks come after the U.S. State Department urged U.S. citizens and others to leave the area of Kabul's Hamid Karzai International Airport, immediately citing a specific credible threat. Hurricane Ida, now a Category 4 storm, packing 150-mile-per-hour winds, and just shy of hitting Category 5, is now starting to hammer portions of southeastern Louisiana with hurricane-force winds, according to the National Hurricane Center's latest update. The worst of the storm could be felt in southeastern Louisiana, including New Orleans, by midday. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot for Patriot VPN. Patriot VPN is a virtual private network service that uses military-grade encryption to protect your Internet connection on all of your devices. With Patriot VPN, your data and Internet privacy is secure anywhere in the world. Why do you need Patriot VPN? Cyber criminals, government, even your own Internet service provider collect and use your private information without your knowledge. Examples in the news recently, remember all the companies that have been hacked? Cuba censored the Internet to kill protests? Here in America, conservative groups are being actively targeted. Your personal information and Internet history is being sold by your ISP. It's all happening every day, but not with Patriot VPN. With Patriot VPN, your Internet activity and history is protected from prying eyes forever. Patriot VPN is a veteran-owned business right here in the USA. For business or your family, starting at only $6.95 a month, use code WAR and get three months free. With an annual subscription, it's all at PatriotVPN.com. That's PatriotVPN.com. A judge ruled that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis overstepped his authority by issuing an executive order to ban mask mandates in the state. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is also fighting mask mandates in court, but the battle is far from over. The battles in the courts pitting red state governors against mask mandates comes down to executive authority and the length and scope of emergency declarations, according to legal expert Alan Dershowitz on Newsmax. In a democracy, the governor, the executive, enforces the law. The executive doesn't make the law except in cases of immediate emergency. So I, this was a case not about whether you can have mask mandates or not. It was a case about who gets to decide. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. Child obesity significantly increasing during the pandemic, according to a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association Network, the greatest change in children 5 to 11 years old. This is USA Radio News. Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. Pleasant dreams. Hmm? <laughs> 
the greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations or on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. In one of Yemen's deadliest attacks in the country's civil war in recent years, a missile and drone attack killed at least 30 troops. It targeted a key military base. 65 people wounded. The casualty toll could rise as rescue teams clear the site. At least three explosions took place at the airbase, which is held by the internationally recognized government. No one yet has claimed responsibility for the attack. A new threat is emerging on the southern border. Since the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan, national security experts have warned that ISIS and al-Qaeda terrorists released from Afghan prisons by the Taliban could try to take advantage of the humanitarian crisis on the southern border and sneak into the U.S. Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection agents are reportedly focusing extra attention on looking for suspected terrorists among the people trying to illegally cross into the country. Former acting ICE director Tom Holman says that the U.S. has never been more vulnerable to terrorism and tells Fox News that it's because of the situation at the southern border. I've been saying for two years that this border, when it's when it's vulnerable, it's just not vulnerable to illegal immigration. It's vulnerable to public safety threats because criminals come across. It's vulnerable to public health threats because they're releasing COVID cases. But I said from day one, it's a national security issue. Border Patrol has already arrested 17 nationals from Afghanistan this year. And look, if you look at special interest aliens, those on terror watch list, they've already arrested five. From the USA Radio News, Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. Nunez's hands are down, and she's walking Ronda down. She tags her again. Over and over. Amanda Nunez. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio, and internet history. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. But I'm going to get the job done. Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Often imitated, but... Hardly duplicated 37, make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? 
My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion and an award-winning boxing writer with a journalism background. So the bottom line is, I'm supposed, I supposedly know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? I've always found out the average fan, you, know a little bit more. So if you'd like to tell me what you know in part here on the show, you can. The toll-free phone number is one 800 878 7529 That's 1-800-878-7529. That's the toll-free studio line. Of course, if you want to text us here in the studio, the text number, 415-275-1613. The studio text line, once again, 415-275-1613. Of course, September the 11th, upcoming the defense of the WBC 130-pound champion, Oscar Valdez. We'll talk about that. Of course, Oscar Valdez is not the only Oscar going on the 11th. Of course, Oscar De La Hoya will go that same day, but he's taking on Vitor Belfort, an MMA guy. We'll talk about that fraud, or will it be a fraud? Of course, it might end up just like Julio Cesar Chavez and Anderson Silva a month ago when Chavez got beat. He got beat by a guy that wasn't supposed to beat him, but the guy was bigger than him and better shaped than him. Bottom line is, we'll see what happens. Oscar De La Hoya, of course, and Jake Paul, just a few hours away from Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley on Showtime. So all kinds of crazy stuff happening. Right now, this is the Tower of Power. Yes, you still are a young man to the break. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. It's back to school time, so here's a lesson in big wireless hype. Flashy phone sales usually don't add up to actual savings. Graduate to Straight Talk Wireless. You can keep your phone, number, and 5G network. And for a limited time, get double the data for just $35 a month, all on America's best 5G networks. Keep your phone, lower your bill. It's a no-brainer. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and Straight Talk KYOP kit. Double data ends 10 21 Standard 5 gigabyte high-speed data on $35 plans redeemed thereafter. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-That's 800-306-1760. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is the greatest fighter of all times next to me. Yeah. Some smooth tower of power circuit 2008. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking toward the boxing and MMA. Of course, coming to you from the Sports Byline Studios. San Francisco, California, we come to each and every week, Saturday and Sunday, Saturdays for an hour at 11 a.m. Pacific time, that's 2 p.m. Eastern time, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, Twitch.tv, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline, USA Channel, SportsByline.com, iGeekBone, that's a thousand different internet platforms. Bottom line is, Saturday and Sunday, same show, different show, I mean, different edition, same guy. 11 a.m. Pacific on different show, different editions of Ring Talk Live or what Saturday and Sunday coming to you right here on Sports Byline. Now, let's talk about the upcoming fight schedule. Next week, I'm not all high on that. Sam Eggentine and Bilal Jukatu, big deal. It's coming to us from the U.K. I think that'll be on the zone, maybe. It's a middleweight bout. That's the 10th. The 11th, um, I'm excited. Why? Oscar Valdez, of course, the 130-pound world linear champion, the WBC champion, the man that defied five to one odds earlier this year, of course, and then stopped Miguel Burchelt, like stopped him on a dime. And just beat him down from the beginning bell. Just like it was a one-sided beatdown. It was a one-sided beatdown that wasn't supposed to go that way. It was supposed to go the other way. Even though Oscar was undefeated and a former two-time Olympian coming in, he was just going to, he was, the oddsmakers gave him no respect, okay? And he beat Burchell down. Anyway, bottom line is Burchell was stopped. Now he's going to defend against a guy named Robson Canseo. Canseo is a, uh, I think he was from Brazil, and they fought in the Pan-American Games a few years back, and evidently Robson got a decision over Oscar Valdez, so this is a bit of a Rivalry, this and that's sort of good. You bring them back, you know, a couple of amateur rivals, bring them back, of course, battling for the world title of September the 11th in Tucson, Arizona. It'll be at the AVA Amphitheater uh, at Casino del Sol. Bottom line is Tucson is where, well, Oscar, actually, Oscar Valdez was born in Mexico, and his parents brought him to Tucson, Arizona. So that's why he sounds so Anglo. I mean, the guy sounds like a white boy when he talks. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean like, golly gee whiz, that's how, but he just sounds like there's no accent to him at all. I mean, absolutely no accent to him at all. None. None. Anyway, bottom line is at the end of the day, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, checking your inside look into the world of boxing and MMA. And the guy I was talking about a little earlier, as far as Eddie Goodell, the guy that snuck into the Cleveland Browns baseball game, he was three foot seven. And Bill Veck was the, uh, was the guy that orchestrated that. Of course, he got Jay Edson to do that. They snuck him in. First, they wrapped him in a, a blanket, and then they brought him in in a duffel bag. But the bottom line is they snuck this 3-foot-7-inch guy into a baseball stadium. He went to bat. 
you know, he walked on four pitches and that was the end of it. The Major League Baseball outlawed midgets. I think that was a little bit of uh, discrimination then back in the day. But in 1951, they said the next day, you're not bringing another midget to bat. Nobody is ever going to do what Eddie Goodell did last night in a Major League Baseball game. Huh, way it goes. Anyway, bottom line is somebody has sent me some uh, some email, a little email here on Rocky Lockridge. Of course, it was in August 22nd, 19... Uh, what's the date on that? Anyway, August 22nd, of course, go back in boxing history, uh, Rocky Lockridge. I mean, outstanding fighter at one point in time, good amateur, no doubt about that. But, you know, he's he was getting old, and, of course, August 22nd, he fought um, Juan Laporte. He ended up, Juan Laporte ended up stopping him in the second round. Of course, Juan Laporte, the guy that was supposed to fight Salvador Sanchez in the last fight that never took place. Anyway, back to Rocky Lockridge. Rocky died um, on the on the bad tracks of boxing. What I'm trying to say, the bad tracks, the bad streets of boxing. What I'm trying to tell you is that boxing didn't prepare him. He wasn't prepared for life after boxing. He was 44 and nine. He'd been stopped one time, 36 scales. He won a couple of belts. Okay, but the bottom line is, you know, he didn't draw tickets, and the fact that. He had a cocaine problem. Even when he was boxing, he had a cocaine problem. So it was a coke problem back then, and it turned into a crack problem. He ended up dying. I think he OD'd. They found him in the streets. Bottom line is, it was very ugly. I don't want to talk about Rocky Lockwood that much, but I remember the two fights he had with with uh, with Tony Lopez up there in Sacramento, California. I think it was in 1988. He and Tony sold out sold out the Arco Arena, the second Arco Arena. And of course, they had built another arena after the Arco. They they had two Arco Arenas. The first one. And Tony fought now when he sold that one out. Then Tony sold sold out the second one numerous times. And then the third arena they built, it's like the Great Western or the Great Network, some renamed after some insurance company now up there in Sacramento. That's where the Kings play. But the bottom line is Tony Lopez was the king of Sacramento. In fact, he and Maromero Paez, Jorge Maromero Paez, the circus act that turned into a boxer, of course, won the IBF 126-pound title. Um, he... He and he and Lopez did a record gate. I mean, they did the best gate in California, I think, since Muhammad Ali and and uh, and one of Ali's fights, Cassius Clay's fights, back in like 1963. They broke the record. They really broke the record for how many people he got in the house and the kind of money that was drawn. But Rocky Lockridge and Tony Lopez went two times in Sacramento, California. After that, Rocky sort of found, fell on hard times. The last fight was in 1992. Of course, he and Lopez fought in 88 and 89, but his last fight was in 1992, losing to Sean Bay Mitchell, a 10-round decision. That was in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So Rocky Lockridge, may he rest in peace. Some of the other upcoming fights on the schedule, I'm not all that excited about bo- boxing right now because of the fact that, you know, we've had all these super fights. We're supposed to be super fights. Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao was going to be a super event, a mega event, Okay. Udi Ugas, nah, you know, I'm sorry. This takes a little bit of luster away from things. Even though you did win, you know, you weren't supposed to win, but you did win. There's no doubt about it. And you deserve the position in which you hold in boxing right now, being the WBA champion. Of course, Manny Pacquiao had held one WBA belt. You held another WBA belt. In fact, speaking of the WBA, have you seen the news lady? The ABC, the Association of Boxing Commissions, evidently, supposedly, threatened the WBA and told them you cannot operate in the United States because basically... You're not you're shady. You look a little shady. I mean, some of those top rankings they had this and that, you know, went to certain promoters like DK. Don King had an in with the WBA, no doubt about that. The guys over in Germany. And then, in other words, different people around the world had um, undue influence on the WBA. And that's the way it appeared, according to the Association of Boxing Commissions in the story that it wrote. Anyway, instead of having them suspending them and removing them and telling them they couldn't do any fights, couldn't sanction any fights in the USA, which basically would put them out of business, they decided they're going to get rid of their interim champions. Of course, well, they had like 19 belts. 
in one weight class. No, I know there's 19 weight classes, but they had like 19 belts in like one weight class. They had an interim champion, a junior champion, a gold champion, a world champion, a super champion. They had all these champions going on, and they're collecting sanctioning fees. Of course, Gilberto Mendoza Jr., that's the son of uh, the guy that started the WBA, I believe, back in the day. But the bottom line is it's Mendoza Jr. trying to preach that he's greater than God. At the end of the day, the ABC put him in his spot, no doubt about that. Now, back to Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort. De La Hoya looks good physically. 52, 53 years old. I think he's 52. Um, for last fought against, I think, in 2008 or 2009 against Manny Pacquiao. Got starched, got lit up like a white quit on the stool. Oscar said, looked around and said, you know what? This ass-kicking stuff ain't for me, man. I'm getting out of here. Anyway, of course, he got out and went into cross-dressing and things like that. Of course, he became Oscar De La Fishnet. So, of course, I broke that story at ringtalk.com when the website was hot and happening back in the early part of the century. But Oscar, of course, was confirmed by Emmanuel Stewart, his trainer. I sent, I sent these pictures of Oscar wearing these girls' girls' clothing, like nightgowns and prannies and bras and that kind of good stuff, and nylons, and, and then his eyebrows. All like, oh, yeah. So I said, pink lipstick, all this stuff, Oscar De La Hoya, kid you not, Oscar De La Fishnets. So we sent, I sent this picture to Emmanuel Stewart, who had trained Oscar personally. It was Oscar's, you know, trainer in boxing. So I said to him, look, before I run with the story, I need some confirmation that this is Oscar De La Hoya. I said, you know, because I've looked at this picture time and time again with magnifying glasses. We've done everything we can. We can't see any retouching. We can't see even a slight touch of any retouching in any of the four or five photographs I've got. And I've got Oscar in all these different poses, you know, like, you know, doing different, different chick. But anyway, bottom line is they were real pictures. Oscar denied it. He sued the girl. The girl called me on the phone and she was telling me he goes, that Oscar was into different kinky sex things that I don't want to bring up here on the show. But the bottom line is they involved butt plugs, whatever that means. But fig- fig- let your imagination run on that one. Anyway, Delahoya, the 11th, coming back after what? Almost a 10, 12-year layoff. Going to take on mm, Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort was a phenom. Like about 2004, he was like the guy in the UFC. I think he's 42 years old now. But he was a guy, of course, coming to us from Brazil. He was a 205-pound champion, I think, at one point in time. And it's a light heavyweight title holder. Now he's going to fight Oscar De La Hoya. I guess he's going to, Oscar's going to, like, you know, make him weight starve down to the point where he's got nothing left. Because I don't think that if uh, a big fighter, size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. This is combat sports, okay? And I think that Oscar could end up going the route of Julio Cesar Chavez being upset by the MMA guy by the fact that the guy's bigger than him. I mean, Anderson Silva was just bigger than Julio Cesar Chavez, and he out-hustled him down the stretch. Now, Woodley, he's hungry. He's a little bit younger than Oscar, like quite a bit younger than Oscar. And you look, he's going to be the... He's going to be the vibrant one. I mean, Oscar said he's going to come out and do all these magical things. Good luck on that one. But bottom line is he's doing it against a guy that can't fight. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, September the 11th. That will come to you on. What's Oscar doing that on? Pay-per-view. Fighting in demand pay-per-view. You want to watch De La Hoya on pay-per-view, Oscar, Oscar De La Hoya, September 11th? He's not going to be in fishnets. So why would you watch him? If he's not in drag, that's the only time he ever looked good in the last 10, 12 years, in drag. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. The way that you walk, the way that you talk, really knocks me out, girl. The clothes that you wear, the style of your hair. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Who's with me? I know you're in. How about you? You're in, you're in, you're in.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Yeah, that's him, man. Woo, check it, the soul side of town. Tower of Power, hot and happening, 2021. Check them out, towerofpower.com. Well, you know, I was trying to do a story, trying to do a segment on ring announcers and boxing. Of course, some of the great ring announcers I thought were Chuck Cole, Ed Darien, Pedro Fernandez, Jimmy Lennon Jr., and of course Michael Buffer and guys like that. But Michael Buffer, um, I can't, I, anyway, I'm going to do the story in the next couple of weeks. I'll get a whole bunch of ring announcers together and I'll try to like do their little audios and like an audio clip from this guy and then I'll tell you a little back about his background and that kind of stuff. But Ed Darien from the East Coast, I was watching him on a fight last night and it just brought back some times from the 1980s. Anyway, Michael Buffer and I, we were at, um, uh, Michael did the Ray Mercer, Tommy Morrison fight, which Tommy Morrison almost got 
murdered. I was the one that ran up in the ring and screamed at Larry Hazard. I'm screaming, Larry, Larry, stop the fight, stop the fight, because I had just watched Rico Velasquez die from ringside from the first to second from the first row like like four or five weeks earlier. So I watched Rico die in the ring. I, you know, I could feel the Grim Reaper was in the room. The Grim Reaper was in the room. So Tommy Morrison is getting beat on. I mean, he's getting hit like five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve. All these unanswered punches. So I had enough time. Was, he was getting a punch on so much. I had enough time to run from like the eighth row, run up to the ring, across the ring, and yell at Larry. Larry, Larry, stop the fight! Stop the fight! Stop the fight! So Larry got. Uh, Tony Perez, the referee, to stop the fight. Tony Perez was like one of those wrestling referees. You know, like he's reading like a magazine, like a wrestling magazine or something like that, and the fight's going on over there. Anyway, so we go to a club afterwards, and it's this club that we, um, it's like, it's an after-hours club. It's sort of like a cool place to hang out in Atlantic City, okay? And um, Michael Buff is there, his son's there, and Joey Merlino's there. Now, I don't know if you know who Joey Merlino is, but Joey Merlino is the reputed head of the Philadelphia mob, okay? Um, yeah, he's just like the baddest dude ever, and they call him the kid back then and then because evidently he broke his bones by going in there and uh, trying to shoot the the then mafia boss, I can't remember his name there, uh, of Philadelphia, he tried to shoot his his son, I mean, so Joey Molino, Joey Molino broke his bones, made his bones, no doubt about that. So he's here at this post-fight uh, party, and everybody's dancing, this and that, everybody's having a good time. And I remember Michael Buffer and his son were like one table away from me, and Joey Molino and them are one table away from me, too. I'm in the middle, and Joey's like, you know, how are you, this, and he introduces himself. Hi, I'm Joey, this, and I'm freaking out. This guy's a gangster. Good Lord, I said the wrong thing. He's going to have me killed. Um, so anyway, so Michael Buffer's kid, I'm, I was drinking... Crown Royal. I think I was drinking Crown back in then. Cognac, some kind of stuff like that. So I had a couple of shots sitting there, and I had a girl sitting with me at the table and this and that. So Michael Buffer's kid comes over, and he's sitting at the table, one table over from me, right? So he comes over to my table, and he grabs my drink and drinks it. I mean, he just just grabbed a drink, drink it up, set it down. <coughs> Thanks. Boom! I grab him. What the? What, what is going on here? So I grab him, and Michael Buffer freaks out. Michael Buffer, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I said, this little, who, who's this? And I work, use a couple words you can't use on the radio. I said, who is this guy, this dweeb that grabbed my drink? This and that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, when Buffer finally realized was what time it is, okay, he realized what time it is. I'm about to smack his kid. He says, Pedro, stop, stop, stop. I'll pay for the drink. I said, it wasn't a matter of paying for the drink. It was a disrespect he showed me in front of this woman after he took the drink. I said, I knew who your kid was. I knew it was your kid. I said, I would have slapped him right away if it wasn't your kid. I would have slapped the snot out of him, slapped the face off him right then and there. But I didn't. So anyway, Joey Merlino, the head of the Philadelphia mob, is one table over. Okay? And he's watching this all go down. He said, hey, the kid ain't taking no smack. So anyway, Joey's watching this. His gangster friends are watching it, this and that. I'm a little ruffled by this whole thing. So I take the girl and I end up leaving. But the bottom line is Joey Merlino was there that night. And he watched me go down against Michael Buffer's kids. Of course, ring announcers turn, Chuck Hall, Eddie Dar- Ed Darien, um, Danny Valverde. Those were good guys. I can't remember the guy that we did in Texas. Anyway, I'm going to make up an entire list of ring announcers, and we'll go through their audio. In other words, we'll, we'll say, hey, Jimmy Lennon. We'll play a Jimmy Lennon clip. I'm going to do that in the next couple of weeks, no doubt about that. But Chuck Hall is going to be part of that. Of course, that in uh, 40 minutes past here, we'll bring in Leo Fong. Who is Leo Fong? He's 92 years old. He was born in 1928 in Guangzhou, China. I've been to Guangzhou, China. It's a beautiful place. Probably the biggest city I've ever been to in my entire life. I think there's 12 million people living in the city. I kid, I kid you not, 12 million people. So anyway, it's the most busiest city I've ever, 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 ever been to. Me and Ali were there. We had a great time. There was no doubt about it. But anyway, Guangzhou, we'll talk with... Uh, uh, Leo Fong about Bruce Lee, about martial arts, about today's world, about the world of MMA, boxing, movies, uh, 
he's into those kung fu movies, Murder on the Ori and all that kind of stuff. He did those movies with Bruce Lee, so we'll talk about that in depth with Leo Fong at about 40 minutes past the hour. Now, the upcoming boxing schedule. Of course, the 25th, we've got Anthony Joshua, 2012 Olympic gold medalist. Man looked like, he looked like the next coming of... Of God, of a boxing God, until he got clipped on his chin. Once you get hit in the mouth, things change. And, of course, that changed when Andy Ruiz, a.k.a. Auntie Louise, um, hit him on the chin. And, of course, you know, took him apart and took the heavyweight championship away. And a bit of an upset, no doubt about that. And, of course, Ruiz comes. Ruiz trains for the up for the rematch on the coat with some, with some white powder. It looked like he was doing white powder to me. I mean, I saw those pictures. And, of course, he was drinking a lot. He came in like... At like three, went to camp at 320 pounds. How in the hell can you show up for training camp at 320 pounds? How can you do that? I mean, what was going through this guy's mind in between fights? What was going through his mind? Can I get any fatter? I'm already a fat slob. Can I get any fatter? I'm not trying to take it out on fat people here. I'm not being discriminatory. I'm just telling you the truth. The guy's an athlete. The guy shows up fat the first time, okay, and he ends up winning you know, about a fluke. So then he shows up the second time like, 30 pounds heavier, or he went to camp 30 or 40 pounds heavier, or went, went to camp at 317 pounds, 370 pounds. He came down to, I think, 283, something like that. Bottom line is, at the end of the day, he wasn't ready to fight. And of course, Anthony Joshua ended up beating him and taking back the title via a 12-round decision. Fighting safety first, that's the way Joshua fights now. Of course, Joshua having that chin sort of exposes now, you know, because he had never been clipped. Like Ryan Garcia never got clipped before Luke Campbell. You know, guys don't get clipped. They don't get clipped. Once you get clipped, Dave Garcia clipped me the first time. Woke me up. Never been hit by a car before. Never been hit that hard before, but it woke me up. Anyway, Joshua got woken up, of course, against Andy Ruiz or Anti Luis, and he's going to take on Oleg Usek, the former cruiserweight champion. Of course, come to us from Russia. This guy looks like a terrorist. He looks like a mass murderer. He's Charles Manson in 2021. At least at cruiserweight, he was Charles Manson. But as far as... At heavyweight concern, he took on Derek Chisora the last time out. He sort of like mm, didn't shine too well. So him and Joshua, although I thought he can, he's a sharp shooter. He can shoot straight punches. This and that that has a shot against Joshua because of that chin. I don't know if, since Joshua's a bigger guy with the height and the reach and the muscle, and now he's put on this big, big uh, body once again. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Anyway, Joshua, a prohibitive favorite against Oleg Usyk, and so battle for the WBO, WB, IBF, and IBO heavyweight titles going on September the 25th. That's gone Sky Sports and the Zone. This is the last fight for Anthony Joshua on Sky Sports. That means he is a free agent now, and he will go to his own with Barry Hearn and make the big money. At least that's what the dream is. Anyway, October 9th, the world heavyweight champion, the real one, not the BS one. I'm talking about Tyson Fury, the linear world heavyweight champion, WBC title holder, of course, undefeated in 30 fights, 31 fights, 30 fights in a draw, of course, that one draw against Deontay Wilder. He has fought Deontay Wilder not once, not twice. Now it's going to be the third time. But, this, you know, who would think that they would even need to go, like, like three times? I mean, like, the first one was pretty convincing. I thought Deontay, I thought Deontay lost the first fight, but they called it a draw. Mm, okay, that smelled a little bit. And then they had the second fight. Of course, they, they couldn't call it a draw there because Deontay was getting licked like a stamp. He got beat on so bad they should have arrested um, uh, They should arrest Tyson Fury for, for assault with a deadly weapon. He's a beating on him. It was a beatdown. Man, holy cow. So anyway, he beats him for, for the most part of 18 rounds. That's what they boxed 18 rounds, right? 18 rounds or less. So... Now they want to do it a third time. And what's going to be different the third time? Probably nothing. But the mere fact that Deontay Wilder can punch and he can knock people out with one punch, that's sort of like, um, 
makes the excitement here. He's must-see TV to an extent. I'm not going to pay money to watch Deontay Wilder fight. I will pay to watch Tyson Fury fight, but I'm not a big Deontay Wilder fan. Why? Because you know all the excuses last time. You know, I had a bad leg. I had the, what, the values. Mark Rila, my trainer, poisoned me. Um, uh, Tyson Fury had illegal gloves on. I mean, he came up with all these BS excuses, and then he said at the end of the thing, oh, I ain't got no excuses. Well, you just laid out, laid out about 19 of them. Anyway, Deontay Wilder is delusional. That's the best way I could put it. He's delusional. I don't know if this is from boxing, drugs, or he's just delusional naturally. But the bottom line is he is not taking reality on in the perspective in which he should be. In other words, he, I guess he wants to do the third fight with, Deont- with uh, Tyson Fury, the big payday for him, the last big payday. But if he wins, of course, it's even a bigger payday next time out. But... I don't expect them to win. And I don't think many boxing fans expect them to win. I mean, the diehards do. This say, hey, oh, speaking of diehards, this is boiled down to you know, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, a white versus black thing. Surprise? No, it's down to races. I mean, black people think Deontay Wilder is going to win. I kid you not. Black people from the hood. Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. If I go into the hood, I was in Antioch the day before yesterday, and I went down to where they sell weed to talk boxing with the guys, because that's, that's where you, you talk boxing with the street guys, okay? So I'm talking boxing with these guys that are selling weed outside of some 7-Eleven in Antioch, California, and they're telling me, uh, Deontay, 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 Deontay. I mean, they're not mentioning the fact that Deontay was knocked out in this last fight. They're not even mentioned that. It's like they didn't even exist. The second fight didn't even exist. Okay? Living in the fantasy world. I think Deontay Wilder's going to get destroyed in this fight. If Tyson Fury's got his motivation together, got his act together, got himself all together mentally and physically and emotionally, it's another no contest. What am I trying to tell you is we don't have to worry about Deontay Wilder no more. After October 9th, he's history. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on WBC-TV. Of course, he... WBC website is WBCboxing.com. The president, uh, I used to say Jose Suleiman. The president, Mauricio Suleiman, should be here in the next couple of weeks, if not next week, of course. The September 11th, he will be in Tucson, Arizona for the Oscar Valdez WBC 130-pound title defense. Of course, that's coming to you on ESPN. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. But if you don't know it by now, damn it, you don't know it. Joshua looks so tired. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Just get your feet back on the ground. Oh, hey. Angie's List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee.htm. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month and no contract. Plus, get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary.
If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800 603 0885. 800 603 0885. That's 800 603 0885. Make that 37-plus years now. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA, of course. We have a member of the well, MMA royalty, folks. Let's take it back in history. I'm talking about the great Leo Fong, of course, a friend of the fantastic Bruce Lee. We heard Bruce Lee, uh, actually Chuck Norris, talking about Bruce Lee's passing a little bit later in the show. It's always a pleasure to have Leo around. Leo, how's life treating you? Not too bad. You know, I'm uh, you know, locked down, but uh, I'll keep working out and uh, keep moving forward. You know, people, people see me, I stand in line, I work out in line. If I'm in line to go do something, I'm stretching and doing all this kind of stuff, and people look at him and say, hey, he's a little bit weird, but guess what? I can do 25 pull-ups. <laughs> I used to can, I can't now. Well, I'm just stretching it. Anyway, bottom line is, you gotta stay active. I stretch, straight, you know, I remember a boxing doctor telling me when I was in, fighting in the National Golden Gloves back in the 80s, I remember him telling me that elasticity in life was more important, especially as you grow older, than upper body strength, and I found that to be true. Oh, it's true. You got to you got to really uh, stretch a lot of stretching. Okay. Because if you 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 start getting getting stiff. You get stiff, and, and and you know, especially um, I want to mention it to males out there, but you know, the groin area and the lower part of the body. You know, guys stretch out their arms and this. They'll stretch out them that groin area and. You know, that's there's a lot of stuff happening down there, and I really, you really want the blood to flow in that area. Oh yeah, no, like leg lifts, you know, squats, and I used to squat with uh, a lot of weights, but I don't anymore. I got a ten pound dumbbell, he can, and I squat down, hold it, and I stand back up. 
<laughs> and and that's kept me uh, uh, pretty loose down there. Uh, yet yeah, it's still firm. Yeah. And, you, you know what? I, I got bought myself an ab lounger. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's an ab. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's an ab lounger. I bought it a few years ago, and I, I you know, I got the, I got the rips on my stomach, and what can I say? My friends don't, and they say to me, you know, I, I, what's up? What's up? All you've got to do, you know, if you're willing to dedicate yourself as far as diet and a little <laughs> bit of exercise, people think it takes like years and years and, 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 and hours and hours and hours. If you dedicate a small amount of your day each day to exercise it yourself, your health will improve greatly. Exactly. Okay. I, and uh, what I do, I don't get on the floor and sit up, but I, I stick my foot under my couch, and I'm in a chair, and and I I, I been forward, been backward, been forward, been backward, mm-hmm. and and uh, that that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like to do exercise and feel like it's work. You know, Leo, I remember I I would do like uh, you know like three three hundred sit-ups a day in the boxing gym and this and that, and that was ridiculous. What was I doing three hundred sit-ups for? But it was part exactly. of that old. That old boxing ritual, you know, you do y'all. Oh, it was way too. I probably was probably it was probably about two hundred fifty sit-ups more than I needed. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that's that's just too much. I I usually do it in sets of uh, ten. Mm-hmm. I, I use I use a weight. I hold a, a weight to my chest, and I sit up, okay. and 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 uh, do three sets of ten. And that that's kind of uh, you know. Uh, I looked some pictures. I I used to do that. Uh, when I was in Hong Kong and I was there 10 days and I, I did a lot of workout and, and I had, uh, uh, washboard summer. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you brought up Hong Kong. I remember being over there with Ali on, on two occasions, but on one occasion yeah. I was over in, in, in Hong Kong and, you know, it, 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 it was just about, they were just about to change from, from the, uh, being a, a, a British, uh, uh, colony. To going back to the Chinese government as far as the, the mainland was concerned, Hong Kong was concerned. And they were really, there were a lot of people who were really concerned about the change. And now with all the, the pro, the pro military moves made by the government on, on the media and on dissidents, I think their, uh, their, their outrage was correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, Hong Kong was a fun place to be. I used to go there, uh, you know, I was doing movies in the Philippines. And I, I, I rented an apartment. I stayed in the Philippines a whole year. And then I would fly over to Hong Kong about every three, uh, three to four weeks, I would fly over to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I mean, fly over to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'd go there and, and, you know, I had, uh, one of Bruce Lee's best friends, uh, 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 was there. And the guy that did, uh, production manager for Enter the Dragon was a friend of mine. And, uh, uh, so Unicorn Chan, he passed away already, but he was one that opened the doors for Bruce to get his first, uh, movie over there. Hmm. And, yeah. and so, so I hung out with him and, and then he introduced me to all the other Chinese actors. You know, there's yeah. one, there's one guy that comes up in your past and, and I've always, I have almost idolized him because I thought he was a bad dude. I used to see him at the boxing matches and I would go over there and sort of like, Hey, Mr. Williamson, how are you? But Fred the Hammer Williamson, if ever there was a guy that had a, a fitting nickname, it was the Hammer. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's a good athlete. He played for the Kansas City, uh, uh, football team yep. for 
yeah, he, he was we was tough when the, uh, he was a tough player, mm-hmm. and uh, so I did a couple of movies with him. Uh, very, very, uh, very fun guy to be around. Do you watch MMA on TV? Do you watch the USC or Bellator? Do you watch any of that stuff? I'm not really into MMA that much uh, from standpoint of spectatorship, but uh, but I have a book called The Psychodynamic Art of Pre-Fighting, uh, uh, Kendo, which is way the integrated fist. Mm-hmm. And, and in the in I had a chapter, and I was doing uh, uh, grappling, uh, and someone said, "Oh, you 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 were doing MMA back in 1974." I said, yeah. I said, I, I said uh, Bruce Lee was the father of it, but you didn't call in MMA at that time. So Bruce Lee told me, he said, hey, hey, forget about training and kung fu. I used to go to San Francisco, spend a lot of money, going there, driving, driving over there every 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 weekend and um, and train. Mm-hmm. And so when I met Bruce Lee, he he told me, he said, that's all driving and swimming. I said, I know that, Bruce. He said, but why, why are you doing it? I said, maybe I'll find the ultimate one of these days. Okay. He said, man, ain't no ultimate. Okay. He said, look, the ultimate in there. He points to my, my chest and squish me. He said, take your boxing spears and, and, and do a little grappling and do some kicking. And he got it, man. He said, uh, so don't even waste your time. And I took his advice. I went back to what I used to know. See, I fought in college. I was an intercollegiate boxing champion in college back in 1940 i started boxing in 1947 and and, and i had my 25 fights and, and, and a couple of uh, uh half a dozen uh underground stuff where they had at a empty school house and then a few street fights because i was brought up in in arkansas mm-hmm. and people would would make would, would tease me they were very racist they still are i was no they still are i mean <laughs> They keep staring. I said, what are you staring at? And I'm looking at you, Chinaman. I said, oh, really? I walk up to them, turn, and then bang. <laughs> and, and I did a lot of those things and run. That's when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that, that was sort of like the, the, the issues. I was talking with a Mexican friend of mine the other day because I used to tell him that I always got called the N-word growing up. In other words, the guys would argue with me, and they would never be able to beat me on an intellectual level, so they would end up saying, shut up, nigga. And that would end up, of course, causing a physical confrontation. But he had never been, he had never been rifled like that, man. I went through that a lot. In fact, I was in an all-white church. Remember, uh, my mother was a Norwegian, so we were Lutherans, and we went to an all-white church, and that was a bit rough in the 1960s. So anyway, Leo Fong's our guest, of course, the former partner of Mr. Bruce Lee, and of course, a man that's done all kinds of movies, his most recent, The Challenge of Five Gauntlets in 2018. Was that an English movie or a Chinese movie? No, it's an English movie. Uh, it was written, you know, it's, uh, uh, the, the dude is from, uh, Pennsylvania, and he makes movies. He's a pretty nice guy. He's a producer. So it's all in, uh, in English. We were shooting it, uh, my scene, I had, I was guest, uh, you know, I did a couple of scenes, and, uh, a fight scene in a bar, uh, and, and, and one, and, and one of, uh, one of the, the little town outside of, uh, uh, of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, what do you eat? I mean, what is your diet like? If I, I only eat like a meal, I eat a basic a meal and a half a day and I'm about 160 pounds, but what do you eat? 
I uh, I usually like in the morning. I get up and I, I get a, a a sandwich. I make a turkey turkey cheese sandwich. I eat that, or I eat a bowl of oatmeal, and uh, that's my breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then then noontime, I I usually have a salad or um, another sandwich and a banana and uh, some fruits and stuff. I don't eat a whole lot, and and. and uh, if I go to bed, I eat a banana, uh, maybe a little bowl of cereal, and and, and that's it. Leo, Leo, I got a question for you. Why is it for us slim guys eating is overrated? Why is that? <laughs> because uh, there's so much obesity out there that people uh, eat the wrong things. Well, you know, we—I've never. Well, our, the president eats nothing but McDonald's, Big Macs. In fact, I understand that he has got the uh, the White House chef cooking Big Macs and quarter pounders with cheese for him on the White House grounds. In other words, he doesn't eat the connoisseur food. He has the White House chef cooking McDonald's for him. That's that's a little that's a little sad. Well, it shows because <laughs> you know when he's playing golf, his guts hanging over all all four sides. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah I, I hope for the best, but he's got the flash right now, and he at the age where it's dangerous, and he's not in very good shape. But 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 Leo, let's be honest. He kept flaunting it, man. You, I mean, here's what's up. It's like this, you know. I knew there were certain people that I could whoop. There was absolutely no doubt I could whoop certain guys on on any given day. But on certain days. You weren't going to whip that guy. And the bottom line is you're never going to whip this virus. And he kept talking smack about beating a virus. Eventually, the virus kicked his ass, and look where he's at now. Exactly. You have to have respect for the unseen. <laughs> okay. So, Leo, tell me what's like, what life is like. You're 92 years old. What's, what's life like for you? You, you? Are you enjoying it? Some people get to their 90s, and they get disgusted, and they want to check out. You sound like you're full of life. Well, I am. I uh you know, I write books, and uh, uh, I plug English and grammar in, in college. I had to take the thing over before I got my diploma. And and people told me, uh, forget it, you, you can't write. Your English is bad. Your grammar is bad. And so uh, what changed my life? When I was in the Philippines, <clears throat> when, uh, one Sunday I was off. I didn't have to shoot any movies. So I took a walk down the, and, and I saw a bookstore tonight. I like to go in the bookstore and swim around. So, so I go in there and, and, and there was a book that hit me right in the face. How to write and speak English correctly. And, and, and I picked the book up and the first, uh, uh, page, it said that it's not about being, uh, 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 grammatically correct. It's about do you communicate and get your message across. Yeah. I bought that book and I, I, and I, I gave myself the permission to just write down what I can express on on paper, and and, and I wrote. In the first book I wrote was was uh, 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 Weekend of the Psychodynamic uh, Art of Free Fighting. Man, and it sold almost sixty thousand copies. You are the legend, Leo Fong, the legend. I love you. We'll talk soon, Leo. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Okay, thank you. Nice call. Nice talking to Leo. You know, what's funny is that Leo talks about writing in this. I remember Al Corona, the San Francisco Examiner, I told him I wanted to become a boxing writer. He told me, son, 
He goes, you can't even write a sentence. And then two years later, he had to put in the newspaper that I was a North American Boxing Writer of the Year. Yeah, Al, you ate that one. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Check it. I got this picture of Muhammad Ali and myself from 1993. It's autographed to Pedro Love, Muhammad Ali. In fact, if you look at all the photographs on the entire internet of Muhammad Ali, you will not find another photograph in which he said love. I kid you not. Look, look, look. Anyway, bottom line is this picture and the back picture is of me when I was a stud. Bottom line is if you want to get that picture, shoot me a text here 
at uh, 415-275-1613. That's right. Text me here in the studio, and I'll shoot you an autographed photo of myself and Muhammad Ali at 415-275-1613. Now, earlier in the show, I think Mr. Hernandez brought up the Showboat Hotel in Rocky Lockridge and Juan Laporte going there. Of course, in 1984, I think it was August of 1984, I fought there, and I had won the Golden Gloves 139 pounds in 1984, and I had finished the Olympic trials, the Western Olympic trials, came in 13th against Vincent Webb, losing a decision to him in the Western Olympic trials. Um, so anyway... You know, I was okay at 139, but I didn't like making the weight, didn't like starving to make weight, so I figured I'd move up to 147. So, you know, we came up with Otis Grimble, the president of the Golden Glove Association, a cop in Sacramento who killed himself later, suicide. He came up with a scam, a plan, a scheme, that I was going to go down to the valley and beat up on a bunch of farm workers, okay, and get three or four wins down there at 147 pounds and come back and qualify for the Nationals. Well... I did that. I went down there. I fought two different nights. I fought three guys, two guys on one night, one guy on another night. I think we were in, we were in Modesto. Modesto and Turlock. No, Modesto, no, Turlock I lost. Modesto and Fresno. But the bottom line is I won the three fights down there, so I ended up going to the Nationals, right? So they put me in there with Ernie Chavez at 147 pounds. So when I weighed in against Ernie, I looked at him. I was 142. I was really light. I looked at him. He was like 147 and steaming. And he had long hair and he was unshaven, this kind of stuff. So when he got in the ring, he had got a haircut. He gained like 15 or 20 pounds. He was a totally different guy. Bottom line is, he should have been arrested for domestic violence. He beat up on me that bad that night. Bottom line is, fight in the second round. I, he, hit me, he only hit me two times. Knocked me down both times. That's how hard he hit. At the end of the day, I was a sucker for a right hook. Until next week, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don't forget, 24-7, you can check us on iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for two hours. That's channel 217. Of course, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel for video, and, 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 Vive TV. Get it together, Daniela Jackman.